Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Best Ever Best Ever You show. I'm Elizabeth. Yes, I know who I am, <laughs> but I have Dave Pelzer with me. How are you? Welcome. Oh, I'm fine. I thought you were still talking to yourself. Yeah, no, I'm, there. Talk. I'm gonna I read. Laughing, I'm gonna read. About you laughing. No, I know. I, you know, I messed up on my own name. It's all good. But we keep, you know, everybody knows we never edit this show, and whatever it is, it is. Ed Asner answered his doorbell in the middle of our show. We're good. Um, so, introduction for Dave Pelzer. I'm just gonna read this. This you have done a lot of stuff, and and you are. Um, I'm just gonna read. So. And I edited a little bit, too, because I wanted to add some things about you as I was reading more about you. But you're an individual who represents overcoming adversity. And I would say one of the best examples of resilience we have. I, I can't even believe um, some of the things. So when I think of resilience and uh, I think of of you and what an example you are of of reaching to to be your best. So you've dedicated your life to helping others, which to me represents such a compassion about you and a benevolence about you, um, but others to help themselves and us to learn how to help ourselves through adverse situations. So, and I learned, I didn't know this about you. You're a former Air Force combat air crew member and your job entailed midair refueling of the once highly secretive SR-71 Blackbird and the F-17 Stealth Fighter. And while on active duty, you were selected as California Volunteer of the Year. That's pretty amazing. So I want to learn all about all about that, too. I just want to sit here and learn all about you. So, But this is so cool, everybody listening and watching. Uh, you've received personal recommendations from four U.S. presidents. Now, how many people can say that? That's amazing. And you were honored as one of the 10 Outstanding Young Americans and later was the only American to be honored as the Outstanding Young Person of the World. I want to know about that. And and the recipient of the National Jefferson Award that I know about, which is considered the Pulitzer Prize for Public Service. And you're in really good company there with Sandra Day O'Connor. And I never know whether to say his name, Colin or Colin. You hear it both ways. I say Colin. Oh, or, Colin. Which one? Is it Colin Powell? Colin Powell, yeah. Or okay. General or sec I, Mr. Secretary. Yeah, yeah, of course. Mr. Secretary. I, but I always, you know, you see that messed up so often that you don't know which one as just a normal person. It's like, and you can't really ask him and go, how do you, sir, how do you pronounce your name exactly right? But anyway, I think he corrects people here and there, but you're the author of nine inspirational books, or he did correct people. Um, his books have been on the bestsellers, or your books have been on the bestseller for well over 13 years combined. A Child Called It Alone was on the, has, has it been on or was on, I don't know how to word that, the New York Times bestsellers list for well over six years, which is incredible. And you're the first author to have four, number one, international bestsellers and to have four books simultaneously on the New York Times bestseller list. That's incredible. Um, you must just kind of go like this all the time. <laughs> no, I know you don't. Um, and for, I know. Um, for nearly the last 10 years, you've served as a California fire captain in two separate districts, which I want to know which ones too. I, I think I know, but I want to know a little bit more. And during that time, you've been deployed to some of those states' most horrendous fires. And there's a lot of that going on out there. I worry about people out there with all the floods and fires and everything. And now the, the incredible amount of snow, which I think, I hope people are grateful for <laughs> because it makes it so we're not on fire so much, I hope. Wants everything to settle. Yeah, really. It's all over the place out there. So welcome anyway. welcome to the Best Ever You Show. It's Elizabeth, really thank you for having me on your show. I know you're very busy. No, well, you know, eh, not really that busy. <laughs> but I make a lot, a lot of time with my hair. Okay, all right. <laughs> I spend a lot of time doing my hair. No, I'm just kidding. That's uh, funny. Um, so we're here to talk. I have your book. We're here to talk about your new book, um, Return of Return to the River. And can I just ask you right off the bat about the cover because yeah. this is such a beautiful cover. It's um, a it's a good Easter egg question. One, um, I had a, I I was kind of like co. A producer for this book with health communications because they had the first two books and they gave me a lot of latitude and what i wanted to do was was convey a romantic title with a serious subtitle and a beautiful setting and i found a local author in the russian river area nan still and i commissioned her to hand paint the the cover for the book and that represents the summer of 1966 which tells the story within the book, the best summer I had as a young child with my family before everything went, you know, a little bit uh, sideways, as we say. And it's a beautiful, it has your Parker Bridge there. It has the place for kids to play, the little uh, riverboat that came into the area, the concession stand. And it's, it, it's, it's really beautifully romantic. 
Yeah. And it, it's meaningful. I, I, when I first got the book, I'm like, okay, that means something. It's up to me to figure out what it is. You and know, as you read the book, you do kind of figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I love that. So thank you for explaining that. Um, what, why another book? What made you turn around and go, okay, I'm going to go. I got uh, in me. Anybody who knows me knows that one, I'm not a really good writer. And I really, it takes me a good eight to 10 hours to write, describe a single paragraph. And when I write, I feel like I'm a film director. It's very visual. It has a lot of emotion to it. And when I write, it's really not about my character. It's about you putting yourself in that character's place, looking at situations and how you would have done things or not done things. And this was what I call an unexpected pregnancy, because it usually takes me about a good year and a half, two years to do a pretty good rough draft. This book was written suddenly. Uh, and I had it all basically wrapped up within six to eight months, which was fast wow. for me. And part of the reason was that I was kind of going through a change in life. An unexpected situation happened. I had two major losses in the middle of COVID. And on top of that, trying to find a place to live, which represents your heart, your safety. And at the same time, doing my James Bond, Jack Bauer firefighting thing in two separate districts. And what I like about the book, it's kind of a beautiful a haunted romantic love story. And it's really about family dynamics and generational situations and kind of take an inventory of your life of where are you at? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? And where do you want to basically settle? And it's, it's, it's really a Casa, it's a very powerful Casablanca love story. It is. I, I, it is that for sure. I got to tell you, my, my heart hurts though sometimes in this, um, and it did with your with the a child called it too, and of course, I mean it, it should hurt from that. But it makes me so mad that that happened to you. I don't even know how to explain it. I was nervous to interview you because I felt like I might misspeak about about things that have happened to you. You know, I'm like I'm, I'm, the rulers, <laughs> yeah, kind of. But I but I mean, you know, to talk intelligently about something I kind of know nothing nothing about, but I'm reading about you, and it makes me so mad. Um, I don't know what other emotion I have. You're sad, mad, well, everything. I mean, I felt like crying right now. I'm like, why would this, uh, you well, know. Here's yeah. the thing, Liz, oh. and, and you know this because, you know, you're a parent yeah. and you've moved around in different parts of your life. You've done different things. You've met beautiful people. Yeah. And I'll say this with love in my heart. Bad things happen. If we've learned anything from COVID, yeah. if we've learned anything from the fires or the floods or tornadoes, okay, life is not fair. Life is not easy. Bad things happen to good people every single day. As a fire captain, we have a saying. I told the young kids, we're going to meet extraordinary people in the worst parts of their life. Yeah. So you do things with humanity. And then you look at the book in itself, and it's about the tumblers in life, how certain things happened to me at a certain time that elevated me to escape from being abused, yeah. to, to be allowed to serve in the Air Force, to be allowed to fly. Or all these little things that that just come together when you really, really need it, whether it's compassion, love, advice, or maybe even a kick in the pants. Because I will say this, Liz, I really believe, particularly at my time of life, sitting to you in a small, beautiful townhouse, looking at the beautiful redwood trees, I don't know anybody who's had as much luck or blessings than myself. And it's, you know, we all take hits. We all fall down. We all falter. But... You want to strive to get up. And at the same time, and this is important for your audience, and audience, write this down if you're taking notes. You survive to be happy. There it is. You survive so you can do what you want when you want. I've never met anybody, Elizabeth, that says, I'm a victim of cancer. They say, I fight the cancer, I survive the cancer, and every day is a blessing. In California, in Oakland, California, we have at least one to seven shootings a day day. I say every day our kids come home from school safe is a great day. Every day we don't get COVID, great day. Uh, if we go to Applebee's, okay, man, I want supersized fries. Thank you very much. You know, you survive to be happy. Yeah. Maybe me being smacked around for the first 12 years of my life wasn't a blessing, but what I've been able to do because of that, uh, every time I have a meal, uh, uh, ice water, my biggest thing, and, and, and everybody knows this, uh, I love clean sheets. If I had Oprah money, I'd have my sheets changed twice a day. Okay. I love <laughs> clean 
I'm sending Jeez. you some sheets. I'm sending you some bamboo Oprah sheets. Oh, baby, baby. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's kind of like you come back from a war. Yeah. Whether it's the COVID war or a physical war, a psychological war. And you go, wow, this is pretty cool. There's a, I love movies, Elizabeth. So and there's I, a Tom yeah. Hanks movie called Castaway. And there's always a takeaway line like, I'll be back. Go ahead, make my day. The takeaway and castaway, I have ice. <laughs> I have ice. And it's always the simplest things, whether it's a sunrise or sunset, you know, or, or the kids are sleeping or just they're doing the kid thing. Or you go to the bathroom at two o'clock in the morning, you go back to bed and you can spoon with that person and yeah. that murmur. You see, it's always the small things. It's not once I get a million dollars, once I conquer Mount Everest, it's always the little things in life. And that's what the, the return to the river, I think, really, really, really represents. You just open up your heart. You let in the good. You let in the bad. Yeah. But uh, uh, what was that line from uh, Winston Churchill? When you're going through hell, you just keep going. The line from World War Z, Brad Pitt plays the doctor. Life is about movement. Just keep moving and my character or myself i just had to kind of like examine that and say okay life isn't fair i didn't expect these things to happen to me but i've got to do something and at the same time i'm still trying to be of service to others who need help more than i do yeah hmm. yep that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly I will say this too. as a writer i've written a lot and i've been fortunate enough to have some commercial success but I really think this is the best writing I've ever, ever, ever done because it's really about how everybody can hopefully look at life and say, you know what? I need to do this or I don't want to do that. I don't want to take this for granted. I need to kind of just, OK, a little spring cleaning, do some inventory and then live, you know, a better, happy life. Um, because, you know, because we're best ever you and, and we do help people a lot through adversity and things like that. One of the questions I, I always ask people is about their incredible yes. And do you have a moment where you said yes to something or someone and it completely changed your life? All the time. I know, there's a lot of them. All, all, all the time. Can you share one or two or three? I or really four? think that, you know, God has blessed me. Um, uh, I think what I've done, I've been lucky, but I've kind of given myself permission to do those mission impossible things. Mm. You know, it took me, I didn't speak until I was like 14 because I wasn't allowed to speak. And my trachean esophagus was, was scarred from swallowing pneumonia twice in 24 hours. So I had to learn slowly. I couldn't even tie my shoes because my fingertips were numb from working with chemicals for all those years. <sighs> I mean, as a kid, I couldn't speak. And now I'm allowed to do comedy or speak different languages. A child with no coordination that was allowed to fly for the Air Force. Or I never thought uh, uh, as a kid back in the day, yeah. uh, Boys wanted to be astronauts and girls wanted to do the ballerina thing or they wanted to play baseball. I just wanted to write because I was in the basement reading yeah, Stevenson, you know, uh, Treasure Island or Mice and Men by Steinbeck. Or I could not believe I said yes at age 52 to become a firefighter. So I think what it is, is you have to be open to try to attempt to do something. Mm -hmm. and some things work out, whether it's relationships or jobs or you know, your, your journey on life, man, plan, God laughs. But I've said yes to a lot of things. And I'm at the age right now, I'm kind of slowed down and go, wow. I always say, here's a line I say, I'll read this to you. It was supposed to be in the book and it's going to be in the next printing. I tell this to my young firefighters a lot. I say, live a grand adventure to tell a great story. Hmm. And there's another line, and, and this is a good one for your listeners. This I, I, I heard this in a movie, and I was crying. The proper function of man is to live, not to exist. I shall not waste my days in trying to prolong them. I shall use my time. Jack London. In this, when we have returned to the river, we make mention of COVID, this invisible, overwhelming force in any situation, there's a pattern. There's always deny, deny, deny. Oh, okay. Then there's anger and the bargaining. Okay, if I do this, you do that. Take me back, blah, blah, blah. Then there's the depression. And finally, the fifth step is I accept it. 
I have to accept that we live in COVID. We have to like uh, be in house. We have to live in a different manner. We have to do certain things, whether it's 9-11, post-World War II, or per se, something like COVID or a divorce or a medical situation. So I try to kind of like use these different metaphors within the book to really talk about where are you at and where are you going at the same time, be happy in your journey. I mean, uh, in the book, I lost the atomic blonde. The most amazing. I feel, I almost feel bad. Like, when funny, but it made me laugh. I'm like, well, darn it. Makes, it makes people laugh and makes them cry. Like, cry. Oh, yeah. God, how could you do that to him? You know? <laughs> and, and, and it's, it's, and that's the thing too. What I wanted to do is I'm tired. And I think America is tired on, on uh, the Johnny Depp Amber divorces. I don't need to see it 20 hours a day for five weeks. Why was that? I have serious problems <laughs> yeah. in this country and in this world. And creeping up on the crap dashings is no longer on anybody's. Did I say that right? You did. Creeping up on the crap. I did say that right. I did. It's who cares? Here's the thing we need strong people like yourself to step up to the plate and attempt to try to help other people out. Yeah. Medical services or mental service is going to be the big thing in the next 20 to 30 years. Yeah. So let's address the situation, maybe not be so serious and move on and be happy. Yeah. You have a lot of blonde jokes. I'm going to refrain. <laughs> but You don't know she dyes her hair, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, no, you can't tell at all, can you? Oh, no, I don't see nothing, okay? Yeah, no. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, I, I have to take my Instagram and I'll when post I, pictures of the 300 foils in my hair. Oh, know? please, <laughs> please. And, and I'm going to tell your audience this. When I think when we first talked before we start recording, didn't I say you looked a lot younger? Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, that, those, are good, those are good interview points. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to make you look good, Liz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the no, no, I, I, I am in my... Way. It's wild too, you know. I it, it's wild um, how age, you know. We're we're aging, and and I think kind of getting better as we age. I you know I think I know more than I used to know. But well, you know, mid fifties are approaching. It's kind of like hmm, mid fifties. Yeah, and 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 it's amazing because uh, I'm I'm sixty two, and yet uh, yeah. my grandson is like, you know, I can't keep up with the man. Slow down, slow down. Says we got to get to everything. Let's go, let's go. But so it, it's cool. amazing when the inside kind of matches the outside, because there's certain things now that I didn't do back then, like raise my hand, asking a question, or just, I think for me, it's about time and energy that I don't have that much time and energy to listen to other people's white noise, unnecessary drama, or to me, everything's about going to bed, resting, <laughs> sleep. And if this differs with my rest or sleep, I just don't have time for it. There's, I, I, I learned this from a beautiful lady many years ago. She, she had a problem with her son and she said, stop it. You're 15. You have no answers to life. And I don't know how many more summers I have left. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a note to write down. Yeah. You know, when you're on a vacation, you know, oh, we got to do this. We got to do that. We don't have a lot of time. Let's get it all in. Um, you know? Use the force, Luke. Do the tight. The first tight chi move is you push down the energy. Then you go out. You move. Yeah. So, well, take that. about that in return to the river about, again, using your time and just finding your happy place, your happy spot. And in my case, it just happened to be the river, uh, the cover of 1966 on the, yeah. on the book. As you read, my mom pulled me into her chest and we had a moment for like eight seconds and affected me. For the rest of my life, those beautiful eight seconds, we watched the sunset. I really believe she loved me and we can kind of fix things. Or that same summer, my father and I took a two-minute walk. Big deal. But for me, that small little thing was enough to get me through some of the hard times. Yeah. You know, I I, um, I really like, I hope I turned to the right page here. Um, oh, I didn't turn to the, oh, here it is. I like it when your son says, you know, I want you to be happy. You're a good person. You do so much, too much for everyone. Now it's time for you. What is that? Isn't that beautiful? It really is. Yeah. I, this, I, is the middle of, 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 this is the middle of, of the COVID yeah. right after the shutdown. And I was working back and forth. And you know, it's coincidental. We talked about tumblers. I swear to God on the Bible. I just got a text from his lovely wife. 
saying, because we spent, and I didn't know this. I think uh, someone from uh, the publisher told me, they said, do you realize you're coming up on the 50th anniversary of your rescue, Mr. Pelzer? I'm like, what? And, and it just really then hit me. And usually, as you read in the book, I work. I'm always of service. And this year, we decided just to do something with the family. I took my grandson to San Francisco Golden Gate Park. My grandson is three and a half. I took my son at three and a half to Golden Gate Park to do the same thing, the aquarium, the Japanese thing, and so forth. To live on High Street, so I know. Yeah. That was last month, and, and then not even an hour ago, my beautiful daughter-in-law says, oh, my God, we had a blast. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just amazing how you can kind of just change. And this is important for your audience. People want to do radical shifts. Three easy payments in 1995. I want to lose 1,000 pounds in five seconds. Uh-oh, I got a relationship. No, I don't. No, I got one. I mean, slow down. It's always the simple things that can bring you so much joy, but you kind of have to be open to it. And you got to just change your scope just a little bit. Yeah. When um, so when, when COVID hit, like I I was completely freaked out. I'm just going to, I haven't really shared this too much with the world, but, you know, completely freaked out. You know, like we, we gathered kids from college and everybody came back home. And I was like, well, this is interesting. This is time that I would not normally have with you. So we're going to make the best of this. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so we had some fun there as a family, you know, hunkered down, trying to stay safe and all those things. But it was really scary. Um, that, that's really scary. You're like, OK, what's going to happen to us? You see people dying. You you know, you're just it's unclear. Um, you were helping everybody during this time. But mm -hmm. when I'm reading this, were you scared? for your own well-being as well? Or were you was, tell you know, Liz, that's a great question. Um, and I, I always have to be honest, whether it, it makes me look like an idiot, which is not hard for me to do. Um, I, I think I was just too ignorant to think about the magnitude within the magnitude within the magnitude. Because I've been to rescue ops like in Katrina. I've been to war zones, you know, and these things are overwhelming or being a fire captain. You know, you're overwhelmed because you're worried about this house, this person, this block, safety, da, 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 da. But after a while, there's a certain calmness and you have to be kind of calm. And I think looking at it now, it was so overwhelming for everybody, you know, uh, and, and I got to give a, a shout out to the truck drivers. I was expecting Mad Max type situation where people would, you know, kidnap yeah. or, or steal our fuel or fuel trucks or medical supplies. And these people just they did the same thing. They said, well, I'm just keep on driving. So I think for me being on the other side, rather than being overly, overly hunkered down, it gave me more freedom. You know, because I can drive around backwards with a fire engine and wave at everybody. Yeah. But it was looking at it now, extremely serious. Uh, Mr. COVID came to visit me three weeks ago. Third wow. time I'm going COVID. We broke up. I'm seeing other viruses. Thank you. Got to go. You know, <laughs> exactly. and uh, COVID went full on. COVID went, ah, and I'm still a little you know, icky yeah. about that. But for my position, you know, you just do what you have to do for the now. And that's an important thing. You know, whether you're depressed now or feeling angry now, it's just for the now. You haven't only a bad day, but looking at it now, you know, I'm like, wow, how did we do that? How did these people think of this? And sometimes you don't know what to do, but at least you do something. So we did what's called PPE, protective personal equipment. We mask, we glove all the time. And we just put on like another layer. It's almost like you're going into a combat situation. You have Kevlar, you have armor, you have weapons. It's another layer of yeah. life. But I really think as a country and the world at large, we all did pretty darn good because this thing could have been a lot worse. And that's why I mentioned the book. I, and I do little nuances to movies. And, and I said, this was the war of the world's pandemic. It really was. It was overwhelming. And then you look at it, just like I said, uh, Wuhan, what? That can't happen to us. What? Venice? What? Seattle? Oh, my God. I mean, we were in that town, yeah. anger, you know, and, and then you saw it. And then the political side, the anger involved. And that doesn't help in a bad situation. You want people to be cool, calm and logical and hopefully aspire you just like you're a parent. The kid chopped off their finger. They're screaming. Oh, it's nothing. It's only a flesh wound. I got this. Oh, my God. You know, you just kind of that, that type of thing. But it was looking at it now. It, it could have been scarier. 
Yeah. It could be scary, but I think everybody, everybody over the age of five contributed to a positive way on this. Yeah. That's a, that's a really, that's a really good way to think about it too. Cause I know I, I did everything to self-soothe that I could possibly do, including, you know, take myself to the parking lot of Home Depot where there's a marsh and red-winged blackbirds hang out and sat there and took pictures of red-winged yeah. blackbirds for, you know, like almost a year, you know, and did a blog life with the zoom lens on and, you know, just tried to do other things. And then um, it, it sort of dawned on me really early on though, that we would, maybe be a beacon of light for people on best ever you and we continued on with blogs and shows and mental health awareness and things to entertain people and everything to kind of keep us all going and yeah, um that healed, that in was a positive way yeah and it's weird because um i i used to do uh internet radio and i'm proud to say uh one of my shows was live from baghdad i mean how many people can say live from baghdad it's radio dave and we did little snl skits like when you want to buy a DVD that's pirated, see Happy Ali. He'd be most happy to see you, my <laughs> friends. And that was a real thing. Yeah. And my friends were always saying, you should do a podcast show. And I'm like, you know, the internet is a fad. I have a slide rule. I don't believe in this fandangled stuff. And when COVID hit, I was hearing so much anger and then yeah. political division with professional medical people. I'm going, this does not make sense. And I kind of did that whole Will Rogers thing. And it worked out very nice because I'm obviously not the smartest person in, on, on I'm if I'm the smartest guy in the room, Elizabeth Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to kind of do calmness, common sense, and a little little bit of Robin Williams, a little bit of Eddie Murphy, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> and, and that's the one thing I've done in life and in stressful situations is you just want to somehow have that release. Yeah. You know, and we all do that as, as as firefighters. We'll load someone in an ambulance onto a helicopter and somehow one of us will do a stupid joke. It's usually me, you know, but uh, and, and that's so important to have that release or like you said, to have that private time onto yourself. And as a mom, you're going, OK, I've got laundry, laundry, laundry and this toilet is uh, stuffed up and Johnny wants chicken marsala. OK, where are we going to get at that? You know, you yeah. just. You just, you, and that's the thing too. I tell people self-care. Mm, very important. Taking on a note for your audience. I'm with self-care. Yeah. Don't expect anything from anybody. Take oh. care of yourself and everything that you do. So you can give more of yourself, I think. And I've, I've learned that lesson because I'm so used to saving everybody that I forgot that, you know, I became weak, you know, or wow. I didn't pay attention to things that I should have. And it's, I'll, I'll say this, Elizabeth, and, and everybody knows this, but I still love Miss Atomic Blonde. I know, yeah. And, and I know, and there is no doubt in my mind that that she truly loves me, you know. Uh, uh, and, and sometimes, you know, it, it, and that, I'll say this, and I probably shouldn't, but it still warms me because I have issues with abandonment and, be, and being thrown Bad, away, yeah. being invisible. And I did feel all of that a thousand times more in the middle of this war, the world situation. But, you know, I'm I'm in a different place. And partly because of that, I and I'll say this, too, and you read it in the book, four generations. Four generations have been here at the Russian River, and now my grandson is experiencing that. And I think that is so beautiful. Yeah, I do too. I, I, yeah, I really, I really love this book. I wasn't sure what to, I wasn't sure where you were going to go with it. You know, I was like, what, 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 what I, I want for Nolan on you. Okay. <laughs> I'm like the guy from inception directing and going, you think it's about this? And, oh no. Uh, yeah. I was like, but that is not what that's about. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it's really, it's really wonderful. So I'm going to hold it up again, just so people know what we're talking about and go get it and everything. Tell me about, um, the tagline a little bit reflections on life choices during a pandemic just explain why you chose that i i wanted uh because i was i was told um can't say pandemic i'm going um people know there's a pandemic out there we should probably talk about the elephant in the room i remember one time i'll go in the for a second i'm in iraq and i have my cross and i had uh saint christopher and saint jude and they said chief you can't wear those. Why is that, young man? Might make the terrorists upset. Well, I think the terrorists are already upset and they know we're here. So let's just do our thing. I wanted to, to have a story within a story within a story yeah. that addressed the elephant of an overwhelming force 
what can you do about it, if anything? And at the same time, you're adjusting to life because life is still moving on, in a sense. So it's a very, I think, deep uh, yeah, subtitle to the book. And yet I love the title, Return to the River. I mean, to me, that's just totally romantic. Because anything, if you know me for more than five minutes, I know, Liz, you're crushing on me, as you should. <laughs> I'm a romantic. Yeah, you are. Everything in my life is about romance. Having a cup of coffee, working hard, doing a good job, making people laugh, or trying to attempt the bit of service. Because I will say this, I know what it's like to be less than zero. I know it's like to be invisible. Yeah. I know it's like to have nothing or be nothing. And now that God has blessed me with such a beautiful life, I mean, do I miss the atomic blonde? Oh, heck yeah. I pray she misses me a lot more than I miss her, of course, you know, I'm a guy, but, but look at that. I'm a child from a basement. Yeah. I used to stutter and, you know, I smelled so bad kids would throw up. I was told at age 14, death or prison by the time I was 20, there was no chance in hell. Yeah, who, I have a question on that. Hang on. Who in the hell says that to somebody? It was what different kind of, back then, Liz. What kind of help? This, this, okay, to explain to your audience. Oh, my God. I for about a year and a half, and I'm right. kind of like Rain Man. You know, I'm, yeah, yeah, I don't make eye contact. And, you know, I'm, I'm still, you know, they're, I mean, eight years in a basement, really. It, to this day, it's still, I have okay. to have light wherever I'm at. But basically, it was the child psychiatrist from the county. And he, and he basically said, you know, the abuse was too, too much. He, he's been socially in EP for eight years. And he said he still not, cannot walk or talk. There's no way this thing, this entity, is going to make it with the normal confined society. And I understand it. But here's the thing. And I want the audience to kind of slow down for a second. I love the N-word. I do. You say no to me, I'll be back. Yeah. I can't tell you how many billions of times you're not good enough. You're not going to make it. You're unworthy. Da, 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 da. You're not going to join my Air Force. You can't do this. You can't do that. Really? Read the bio, babe. You have to have a little bit of adversity, a little bit of challenge to see what you're made from. Yeah. If COVID taught us this, we had to do something, either do something, freeze in the headlights, or just go cuckoo, cuckoo. It only adds to who you are. Yeah. You, when you're in a divorce, when you're, there's a medical situation, when the fit hits the shan, you see how I said that? I like that, yeah. That's, I've, I've had one of those, so I know that. find out who you are. Hitting the shan, yeah. When you're having a bad day and you can still give of yourself as a parent, or as a Samaritan, or as a yeah. Christian, or whatever your faith is, that shows me something called character. And character is important, and we need that. And that's what it represents in the book, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, our family's kind of like that. We, my, um, we, I never use the word adopted, except to just explain this story, because it doesn't make sense unless I say that. So we have a lot of kids in our family. I, I'm in the middle of 11 kids. And my parents were the the type of people to, to give wherever they could and help whoever they could and all these things. So my mom got pregnant with my sister, Alex. Um, but before that she um, adopted, <laughs> adopted Justin. And um, Justin is a distant family member, but in, in our circle of family, but somebody um, drank and was addicted to drugs throughout his pregnancy. And so he has fetal alcohol syndrome and was born addicted. And they they warned my mom and dad and all of us that he would never do all these things ever no 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 never never talk never walk never tie his shoes never you know the list of you're never going to do anything and he's never going to amount to anything and my parents um and family and everybody stuck by him so tightly that he can he's savant in areas so incredibly savant in areas he can write. He, he wrote a book. Um, a po he's a poet. Um, he has more, like if you sat down and talked to him, he would know more history than you. It's crazy. It just stuff like that. And he's six foot six. Um, he, you know, all of these things. And um, so when people tell us no, or me no, or you know, or anything like that, I get you completely. But I still don't understand why people do why people don't think in endless you know what it is too, especially when you're in charge of people well <laughs> i have to say this 
because uh, I work a lot with folks uh, in recovery mm-hmm. and they've actually taught me more about life the humanity of life than, than any book or any situation. And when someone like that says that to you or treats you horribly, yeah. you can spend so much time and energy finding out what about this? Like in my case, as we said, in the return to the river, I'm trying to find my mother's approval. I'm trying to do all the chores on time. If I do this, 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 and come up with a cure for cancer and COVID, maybe, maybe, maybe she'll like me, accept me. You know what? You can't chase a phantom menace. So you kind of have to like go to the bathroom, flush the toilet, wash your hands, walk out and move on. That's their side of the street. And again, because of time and energy for me, I just don't have the time and energy to try to think about figuring out your, all your issues. I like the N word. And that's what I did. If my success, because I used to do public speaking and I love doing work with the military because that's my family or my social workers. I'm I'm not the best public presenter when it comes to major corporations because they want you in a box. And I'm definitely not a box boy. Okay, I think like, hey, what's the key to your success? The N word. I'll crawl on glass. I'll go over, under, sideways, backwards. I do what I have to do. And I had to learn these boxes, these little things in my backpack when I was a kid. It's simple, dimple. My mom does not feed me. I feed myself. I steal food. I never give in. Uh, uh, She would beat me up. I had to learn a kinesiology, you know, how to protect myself. I was kind of like that little beautiful mind trying to think of all these millions of things and how it might connect together, which is why I did very well in foster care. In the military, I was, whoa way above. I started out as a swamp cook in Florida, and then I got to fly for the Air Force. Or again, the writing thing, writing, as you know, yeah. as a writer, right. it's not a writer. to find a publisher, but you just, it's like, there's a story many years ago, African American lady in Oakland, and we know how easy it is to be a single mom, black lady in Oakland. She raised five kids by herself. They all went to college. How'd you do it? She says, I don't need to explain it to you. I just did what I had to do. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Um, it's 351. Can you hang around a little bit more? Can you keep yes, going? Anything, okay. I'm going to, I have some light coming in here and it's made me look very angelic. So I'm going to just, <laughs> I take care of that, but I'll be back. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There's some light. Okay. It's perfect. See, we're doing this live, okay, ladies and gentlemen? We are live, yeah. It's like- Hercules, Hercules, okay. Yeah. Uh, by oh. the way, I pulled my hair and got a haircut for you. Thank and you. Didn't, I was waiting for you for about an hour and a half. Remember that, Liz? <laughs> I do. Yeah, that- okay. I, I don't get out much, people, okay? I feel bad. I'm like, I didn't have the time. I wish I would have known you ahead of time. We could have just texted and recorded earlier, yeah. but I feel bad that you were waiting. Um, are you in person, like if, like in, like in your day-to-day, are you actually like quiet and shy? Oh like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love quiet and shy. It's my crazy. personality for you on the show is one: provide good, pertinent information for your audience. Two: to present it in, in digestible bits, and just a little bit of humor, rather than I mean, I can act very official and act like the statesman and da da da. I'm the old professor. That's just no. not me. But in real life, uh, I kind of have a persona. I'm kind of Clark Kent. I'm below the radar. Right, Liv, because the challenge is, oh, my God, you're that guy who wrote that book. Okay, hang on. So I read that book, and I have a thousand questions, and oh, oh my God, God it's me and my friends. And then it's like, whoa, you know, everybody, you know, type thing. But I, I don't go Wait, out a lot. I'm very, you know, I, I, I go out for maybe a drink uh, once in a while. I bring my food home, which is part of my trigger thing. Uh, but, I, I, you know, I, I, and I stay busy. You know, I'm, I'm always doing something for goodness sakes so yeah i was i was on a walk the other day and somebody stopped me and said are you the lady who wrote that book and i'm like oh this is kind of strange and and you're kind of quietly walking by yourself and but i stopped and i'm like i was really sweet and nice and everything like that but i walked away going that's that happened that was well, kind of- <laughs> yeah. called it i'll never forget this um uh a lady friend and i were walking in carmel down the street and, and my lady friend says, your father is very, very important. Your father is very famous. And he's like a teenager, like, wow, big deal. And I swear to God, people were pointing in our direction. I thought, oh, my God, Clint Eastwood's right behind us. Oh, my God. He wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't. That was you. He huh? He's like, oh, I felt like, oh, my God, we got to hide out. 
but but that's part of the thing you know you yeah. get recognized and i'm always you know i'm very proper and you know you do photos and autograph stuff whatever but i will admit this sometimes i wish i invented a better shampoo i can give you a free bottle spank you on behind and say okay you leave you look great sexy love your hair but because of the magnitude of of the books and the psychological experience of the books mm -hmm. And, and, you know, it, it really does tap into people's hearts. It sure does, yeah. And, 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 and there is a responsibility. I mean, I mail out probably dozens and dozens of books every week on my time and dime, yeah. you know, or we do a lot of gratis things to help people out. You know, you always want to be of service, but it is kind of different, you know, and it's weird because you meet real celebrities and you ask them, that's the first question we talk about is like, how are the kids? Or... Hey, does this ever happen to you? And they go, yeah. I'm going, oh, my God, I'm in the same club. Okay. <laughs> so All right. Okay. But it's, it's, it is a weird thing. But after a while, it's kind of normal. Yeah. Kind of normal. You just want to be kind and polite. Yeah. Tell me about Robin Williams a little bit more because I know you love Robin oh, Williams. Gosh. And I love Robin Williams. I got to make cookies for him once. My my audience knows <sighs> that. We love Robin Williams. Well, and we you know, it's, I really believe in in. in, in and this is kind of a hard thing to mean to talk about. Uh, Robin was just one of the kindest souls this, this world has ever produced. Yeah. And he gave of himself. And, and a lot of people, like I have to say no to people sometimes. Okay, I've already spent an hour with you. I have to go now. Thank you. Yeah. But Robin was the type of person he always felt he had to be on. And he brought so much joy and I was telling you before that this man visited basically every military outpost outpost in this planet, and no one knew about it. We had a slight situation on September 11th in New York. You might have heard about this. Yes. The first person to visit us was the president of France, mm. which is amazing because uh, 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 Lafayette helped us during the Revolutionary War. World War One. that was our, our cry. Lafayette, we are here. And that's we've... The United States and France have always been close brothers and sisters. The second person to stand at ground zero was Robin Williams. Hmm. And, and he made sure that everybody who crawled out, you know, he would high five them or touch them or tell them a quick joke and so forth. And uh, I miss Robin Williams. He would have done so much good work for us during the Trump administration and COVID. I mean, that's a double header right there. <laughs> and I, I miss Robin and I was very upset at the situation, but I had someone very close to me explain exactly how it happened and it was inevitable for him. But I do believe that he's using Joan Rivers in heaven as a footstool. I love saying that. Now you do. <laughs> it's weird because over the past few months, they say, you know, you're kind of Will Rogers meets Robin Williams and going, I will take that. I will, okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah that's me. And, and it's, it's amazing whether it's a Robin Williams or an uncle or an aunt or a teacher yeah. of someone out of nowhere can have such an amazing dramatic effect on your life, you know? And that's why I say, again, you got to live that grand adventure to tell a story or two, yeah. but uh, you know, there's just, I've had so many millions and millions and millions of people I've been allowed to visit or spend hours with or years with, and that still has such a beautiful effect on my life. Hence, Miss Atomic Blonde. By the way, I'm that's a I lifted that song from the killers, ladies and gentlemen. I know that song. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um at what point did you know you could um imitate people's I don't know if that's the right word, but imitate people's voices, like do characters? Oh, uh, oh that's uh, that's that's an easy one. Uh in foster care, I got beat up twice a day. Oh. I swear to God. Uh, uh I was in junior high, and if I didn't stand on the square before the bus picked us up, they would hunt me down. And I got beat up. God. Yeah, because I was the kid the you world know, people. With, with the glasses and I had red corduroy pants and a green flannel shirt, you know. You and, know, and if I, I had gone to other. school with you, I would I I used to I used to step in. You could have you could have been my Lucy Lou. Yeah. I would have <laughs> there would have been nobody but, but, near you. Yeah. What it was. Um I spent some of my thing. time uh free time in movie theaters and I would see movies. And, 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 and then uh, as I was learning to speak at age 14, rather than using my voice, I would remember a line, that's the most powerful handgun in the world and blow your head clean off. And I said that and they said, dude, next time you get beat up, 
you got to tell that bully that line. And of course, the bully goes, so what'd you do this weekend, Kelzer Schmelzer? Really? You talking to me? Well, are you punk? Whoa. The bully's like taken aback, but only for a few seconds. Then he beat me up and his friends will say, oh my God, you made me laugh. And at that time, by coincidence, there was uh, that Robin Williams show, uh, Mork from Ork, whatever yeah, Mark show. And Mindy. Yeah. The Mork and Mindy show. And, and then I, I would watch actors and a lot of people, when they do comedy, they, 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 they just only do the voice. Like when I do the comedy, you do the whole character. The, the, the other Schwarzenegger is fantastic. And this is amazing because I'm so pumped up. So I learned very quickly that I can kind of diffuse the situation. Yeah. And, and, and uh, I, I think the best comedy show I ever did was live in Kuwait. And, and it was like an HBO show, a little bit of uh, adult uh, situations. But at the same time, I mixed in some psychology about how you adjust when you go back home from a war zone. But I, I think it's, it's I'm not trying to be a comedian per se, because I'd rather be known for the new sense of being trying to be a Will Rogers. But I've learned over the many, many years that, you know, a little bit of sugar helps the medicine go down. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I was going to ask you, are you going to do stand-up or anything like that? But I, I think not that's today. your answer. No, I'm doing stand-up for your show, okay? Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm doing stand-up, okay? Yeah, and it's yeah. perfect. Um, this started out um, being a letter to your teachers. Oh, uh, the before. first book. Oh, oh, the first Oh, the first book. I thought this one did too. No, no okay. No, I thought you were coming was... back to it, a letter to the teachers. Okay, I got that wrong. Um, let, let's talk about the teachers because yeah. um, I – I sometimes want to do that too, is like write a letter to the people who have saved my life before. Um, Cause I'm, I'm a human being who um, like you would be called to my house to make sure I'm okay and give me epinephrine cause I have life threatening food allergies. Um, so the fire, I know the fire crew <laughs> very well in every town I've ever lived in the, the rescue team. Um, do you tell me about those letters? And did you, did you write them? Did you talk what, them? What, you I, and- what I wanted to do, and, and it's like anything right. in life, you know, you, you really don't plan to fall in love. You don't plan for this, plan for that. I was a very young man flying for the Air Force, had a babe, and got involved as a counselor in juvenile hall. And I thought, what if I can write this letter, kind of a long letter, explaining the situations and then how they intervened and helped me. And eventually that became a child called it. Got it okay. And I will say this with love in my heart, that book was printed years before it was officially published. And that's a different thing. And that book was given to my teachers on the exact 20 day anniversary of my rescue. And as you know, yeah. the first two books were dedicated to my teachers and I used to spend uh, my rescue celebration by visiting the schools before the teachers retired and doing in-service training. And it got to the point uh, that it went from like a half day, six hour visit to a seven day Pilsa Palooza, which I'd visit all the schools or juvenile halls or uh, uh, the, awesome. the colleges and trying to help out. And what I would do too, cause I am a romantic. Uh, my, my, my teacher, Miss Constant, she's, oi, oi, oi. She's just a small little teacher. All right. I bought a bouquet one time that was bigger than her. Before she retired, she says, you know what I'm going to do with you, David? You can teach my class for half an hour, an hour. I said, all right, I'll do kindergarten cop and we'll go outside and do the exercise and run around. <laughs> and, and I used to take him to a restaurant that they used to visit. And I have to this day. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been allowed to visit King's or presidents or celebrities or, or, or whatever. And, and it's, it's kind of cool. Cause I have to like, okay, Dave, don't do the Robert Williams thing. When they say be, don't be, don't do comedy. It's, it's a, I had Mr. Reagan put his arm around me one time. and said, do me, do me. Now I'm like, Oh, Mr. President. <laughs> and I was so nervous. I yeah. could not do his voice. Yeah. But I've, I, I have no photos that are framed. Except for President Reagan and myself, no photos framed. And I have hundreds of photos in a box. But I'm proud to say, you know, I have right behind me photos of Mr. Ziegler and myself or my teachers on the 20th anniversary of my rescue or taking my teachers out. And they're in a frame. And, and it, it, to me, it's just such a blessing for me to remember and have those memories. Yeah, that was my next question. Who's on your wall? 
So you got uh, that one. Yeah, you knew that was you know, coming. I'm looking at Stephen here. Behind me is my teachers and my time in foster care. And over here, there's a lot of photos of Stephen, but my little grandson is slowly taking over like the virus. <laughs> Taking over, taking over. There it is. I got you. I see. What do I see? I see Steven. I see SJ. I see my teachers. I see you. I see everybody. So this is my Davy Romper room, I guess. That's perfect. Yeah, I liked how you did that in the book too, where you described your new your your surroundings and things like that. It gave us a pretty good visual. Let me let me ask you this, yeah. and 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 we're going a little off here. No, it's okay. What did, what did you think about the parallel of the story at the very end and the Monet painting? Wasn't that beautiful? I think the I did think that was absolutely beautiful. I and and, and to describe it to your audience, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I I, I, I love Paul Monet. I'm sorry. Got, no, keep going. I, I had uh, a Paul Monet painting you do. that I had in storage for many years, and when I came to the river, my townhouse, very romantic. I saw. I, I took it out of its box. And I actually studied the painting that I've owned for 20 years. I just glanced at. Yeah. And what it was, this beautiful couple is in the background on a Sunday afternoon. And, and everything is all around you. So much beauty. And I think the man proposed to the woman or the lady said to her husband, honey, we're pregnant. It was to me something that boom. And happened. Yeah. Boom. And yet it was there all the time. So which represented to me, you know, slow down and look at the inner part of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I read that and I thought the same thing. I'm like that people who, I think people who like Monet do that with his pictures are like, what, what's actually happening here? Yes. With and, and, and you see that in photos that Sometimes. I'm looking at right now, because you see the major moment, but then what's behind, behind it. that yeah. moment that makes it so unique. Yeah. We did have, a lot of that in the book. Yeah, I have um, page 209, dog-eared two here. Um, and I want to know, oh, I have a question for you. This You can pass on this because, again, I know not what, what I asked, but how come you how come you wrote your father's the most broken person you've ever known and not your mother? Oh, that's easy. Okay. I, uh, I was curious. I'm like, no, no, no. That is so easy for me, and it's kind of like wrenching. I'm sorry. Nothing, nothing could have saved my mother. Ah. Nothing. No. Yeah. My mom, my mom, Elizabeth, never had a chance. Yeah. She was raised in the 1930s in Salt Lake City, Utah. It was men, dogs, and way below that, yeah. women was raised. Keep your mouth shut. This didn't happen. Marry Mr. Man. Keep it in a lockbox. Boom, boom, boom. And then you saw in the second act of the book, the Darth Vader of Darth Vader's, my grandmother. Oh, yeah. I was like, that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I wanted to kind of look at that scope. I, I, I got and, to that. And I'm like, it gets worse. Oh, my well, God. And there's a line. And, yeah. and we'll continue with my father here in a second. Yeah. Uh, I'm in the bottom of the basement. I'm basically a caged animal. My mother and grandmother are screaming at each other. You're not good enough. You're stupid. You're ugly. I told you this would never work the controlling vial yeah. of my grandmother that crushed my mother. That was one of the reasons why my mother wanted to escape. And one of the reasons why she might've become an alcoholic. She had three kids in less than four years. Oh my God, are we yeah. learning yet? Wow. And there's a scene in which my mother opens up the door to the garage, flips on the light, and I'm just this cage-like animal. And my mother says, there it is. Yeah. I told you it's still there. Ugh. And my grandmother says, that's the sorriest child I have ever seen. And my mother just turns to her and smirks. And that's what you should say about me. So mom so you know. never had a chance. My father was a very, very gentle person. My father always used to say, one of these days I'm going to have a, a talk with her and I'm going to tell, I'm going to, one of these days you wait and I'm going to take care of this. But he was so gentle. My mom was so overwhelming. And I think my father didn't understand. Oh my God, we've got God. I'm living with Godzilla. Yeah. I'm living with the antichrist. And the fact too, he gave my mom every single cent of his check. They separated and he was homeless at times. Yeah. So I think that is the perfect sentence, Elizabeth, 
to me, he was the most broken person in the world. And as you saw in the book too, I lied. Yeah. And I told him before he died, oh, I got the house and we're going to go to the Russian river and no one's going to, it was so mice and men. And I couldn't believe that I was lying so badly, yeah. you know, but I will say this being the romantic and you read it in the book, you know, I carried his badge on every first mission, uh, thousands of in-service trainings, war zones, rescue ops as a firefighter. You know, I had my badge for two separate fire districts, which was crazy. And then his badge. Yeah. So my butt was like, okay, this side's skinny. This side is beyond say, okay. JLo, all she wants half her cheek back. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. 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 It feels, it feels to me like you really loved him. You know, I, 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 I loved him, you know, the father son thing. I loved him when he tried to represent, you know, as a firefighter, yeah. I loved him because I really believed at the time in that linear childlike sense, one of these days is going to happen. There was a scene in the book and, and I, I threaded it very carefully. The editors weren't sure I'm going, this is called a lead. This is a MacGuffin. This is a switch in which my, my father is separating from my mom yep. on Saturday, rainy glum day. My mother presents his entire life in a wet cardboard box. And I was so scared because I didn't want to live. Oh my God, my mom's going to kill me. Yeah, and I was escape. going to escape. And I, by accident, I opened the door and I was going to run off to live in an alley. And one second later, by accident, father closes the door. And I thought, did you do that deliberately? Or was it just an accident? And that's why that scene in the end of the yeah, book has that conversation yeah. with my father and my, myself. Yeah. It's very sad. Do you wish you would have, do you wish you would have run off? Oh, uh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, but then again, too, I mean, I, my know. problem was this, it's almost like I'm, I'm, I'm a single mom or I'm a mom that's abused and I got three kids. Where the heck was I going to go? How would I survive? Yeah. So, and I already, I already had millions of plans since I was four and at age 12, I almost escaped again, but I was, uh, I was so lucky that that hours before I was supposed to have that weekend home alone with mom, the entire weekend that was rescued. And imagine that too. I mean, at age 52, I became a firefighter. My father died at age 56. Hey, let me get that right again. At age 52, you became a firefighter. Yeah. Your dad died at 56. Yeah. That's a hell of a thing, ain't it? Yeah. And he had, he, uh, I can forgive my mom for what she did to me. Can or can't. I, I understand the dynamic of how this cancer grew. That's wow. my job, Elizabeth, is I'm a psychological voyeur. Mm -hmm. I read what, pe what people, what makes them great, how politicians solve problems, doctors, Walt Disney, Robin Williams. I also study Timothy McVeigh, oh. Oklahoma killer. And what I'm looking for is what was that one trigger? You know, I, I, I actually wrote in my mind a crime scene on a disaster of Mount Everest. From the book into thin air i know exactly who caused that one precipice of, of, of situations my mom never had a chance there's nothing no one could have done even in this day and age with all that we have yeah. my father was just so so broken and again at the end of the day and i'll say this i have a grandson i have ice tomorrow elizabeth you're the only woman that knows this only you know this don't tell anybody tomorrow <laughs> It's Clean Sheet Friday. All right. Clean <laughs> <laughs> sheets. Jeez, yeah. And, and it's going to be flowers. You're the Friday. only other human being I know that's. I talk about sheets in my book, you know. Okay. <laughs> You're the only other well, human being I know that's. Remember, about too. I'm like, what's in and and, and uh, I remember, and I wrote this in the book, um, and I wrote in the first book, too. When my mom stabbed me, I was like nine years old. Yeah. And, I, and it was an accident. It wasn't premeditated. Like yeah, I, other I read that, things. but still. And, and then I remember waking up when blood's going. Hospital <laughs> could, a hospital could have been involved, perhaps. Well, that, and I thought we're going to the hospital, and all, I didn't want food. What did I want? Clean sheets. So it's amazing how you can have an experience that might be a joyful experience or a negative experience as a child, and how it still carries through the rest of your life. Yeah. And I just try to be joyful about it. I really do. Yeah. No, I can tell, and I'm and I'm I'm proud of you for doing that. And I think it's, I think it's so, um, 
I don't know what I think yet. I'm still meeting you, but I, I think, I think it's a really special human being that can go through what you've gone through and you're smiling and you're compassionate and you're kind. And you but think I'm also people, human. And you have, you know, I've so made a lot of mistakes. Oh yeah. But you know, I, I own it. I really, and that's the one thing it. too, yeah. is I remember when I was a new firefighter, uh, we debrief everything as much as we can. And there's a million things that happen on every call. And I was kind of embarrassed to raise my hand and say, oops, that was my bad. And da, 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 da. But after you kind of like do it a lot, it's cleansing. Yeah. It's cleansing. But then, you know, you, you know, you own, you have to own your side of the street, good or bad. Did you ever have a moment where, and again, you can pass on this, or if it's a dumb question, let me know. And then we're going to go. Um, did you ever have a moment where, I don't know how to explain this, but you know how you can be good or bad? Like it can go like the way the doctor's like, he's going to end up this way or this way. Did you ever have a moment where you decided or, or is that not in you at all? Like, to, oh. you can, like be pissed. Okay. Uh, you be so completely pissed okay. that you would be that life. You know, I've never had that question poised before, but I'll tell you the truth. I don't know if I said it right either, but. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, I, and that's why I really, particularly as you grow, you know, you have to make, there's checkpoints and you make a decision. Uh, there's a scene that I wrote about in which I'm being teased in the fifth grade on Friday. And I always hated Friday because that means that whole weekend I'm going to be in the hell house yeah. and I'm being teased. And I, 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 on the inside, my little fantasy mind, I jump up and scream and hurl like you've got clean sheets and you get food and you have no idea what my what life is like. You're so yeah. damn lucky. And there are points in my life I've I wanted to just release, vomit, uh, thermonuclear Dave. And I think at times I've done a little bit of, you know, a little bit of lava, a little bit, but it might have been too much clear, Dave. for some people. But I've always wanted to be on a higher path. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, the, we do movies about it. If you look at Star Wars, the original Star Wars, it was a space western. Yeah, it was a very psychological space western. Once you travel down this path, young Skywalker, forever it will control your destiny. I tell you, I and I've you. always wanted to be on on the side of righteousness. Yeah, because when you're raised in evil, and I remember Miss Catan said that my foster mother, and I I practically fainted. She told a staff member, you know, I've been in foster care for many years. I've seen thousands of kids, hundreds of parents. Mrs. Pelzer was absolute evil. And the way she just said that, this Christian woman saying that to a staff member, I could, I've seen the darkness and I'd rather be, you know, that's, I wasn't really expecting that in a Dave interview. He's rather affable and kind of funny, da, 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 da. Well, maybe that can be a lesson. Yeah. Because we see a lot of evil right now, school shootings, yeah. political divide, countries that are being overwhelmed for what? Right. Yeah, it's just terrible. So if I can shine a little bit of light and I pray with this one show, because I know we're going a little long, but that's yeah. fine. I pray that your audience can take two or three things away and going, hmm, I'm going to try that. I'm going to make a note of that. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Here's my thing. And I know we got to wrap up. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Be kind. Be nice. Do three nice things a day. Step outside of yourself. Attempt and try. Be happy. Be happy now. Be happy now. Damn it. There it is. Beautiful. I don't want to go, but I got to go. Well, we'll <laughs> do another show. Let's do another show, Lizzie. Yeah, oh, that'd, be, that'd be so nice. And but I want you in redhead next time. I want you with the redhead, okay? <laughs> my hair. Redhead. Your husband will thank me later for that, okay? <laughs> it's actually, I actually do have red hair. That's kind of funny, but no. <laughs> but I, 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 I want to wrap up with this, too, and I yeah, know we're going along, but that's okay. This is important. Yeah, tell us more. Right now, our country is still in a shift. A lot of people are very afraid, in part because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, the political division as of a few days ago has divided us even further. A lot of people are scared. We need people like yourself, Miss Elizabeth, to keep speaking up and stepping out. Your audience should be praising your greatness because you don't need to do this. And I want to thank you for all that you have done with your writings and with your show like this. And it's my privilege to be on your show. Oh. But to quote my uh, friend, Mr. Schwarzenegger, 
I'll be back. <laughs> Good. All right. It was really nice meeting you. And I wish you all the best of, of all of your success um, with your book. I'm just going to tell everybody here it is again, Return to the River. Um, this is available on Amazon. It's available wherever books are sold. It's available on Barnes & Noble, Simon & Schuster. But I think one of the most important things lately um, for people and bookstores is those independent bookstores. So make sure yes. you go in. Um, if it's not in there, you can go in and ask for it and it'll be in there. Um, so I think that's really important these days too, because um, I know it's important on Amazon too, but you know the bookstores are craving, yeah, craving writers. Books. So anyway, all right, I'll be back. Um, thank you so much for being here. It was just an absolute joy and honor. Bless, to blessings to you and your family. And thank thanks. you so much. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.